that is everything around you that you call life was made up by people that were no smarter than you. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Killer Thoughts. Today's a very good day, even though it's smoky outside. We'll go in context later in that on the podcast. To my right, sir, can you introduce yourself? Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Alejandro. What's up? And to my left. Hey, guys, how's it going? This is Angel. Welcome back to Killer Thoughts. And today we have a special guest. Sir, do you mind introducing yourself today? Yeah, what to do, everybody? It's Mr. Amoroso. What's happening? That's what's up. Where did the name come from? <laughs> the name came from, well, I had a clothing brand in high school that I started when I was a sophomore in high school. I was like, all right, I'm going to call it Amoroso. And from selling all the clothes over the years, people are always like, oh, you're Amoroso. You're Mr. Amoroso. And it just kind of stuck just like that. Well, that's really cool. Yep. You know, so it's almost like your second persona, would you say? Yeah, in a sense. But it's also really just my first persona. That's really who I am. Um you know, I'm, uh, I, I do things with passion, man. I love what I do, and I do what I love, so the name fits. That's what's up, dude. You said you started that shit in high school? Yeah. Damn, nice. Like, how do you get a fucking clothing brand started in high school? Like, is that like at your, like, you know, like, at home, you know, like, in the garage, or like, yep. what's up, you know? Do you know, do you know somebody who knows somebody that, like, helped you out, or, or how do you how do you even do that? Because I mean... Yeah, it's, it's actually quite the feat to accomplish, so... The way it all started was I was drawing in uh, an art class. I forget what, whatever it was. It was like, I think it was like a freshman at this time. And I was drawing like this Dia de los Muertos, like sugar skull. And so I'm drawing it. And someone came up to me. They're like, hey, if you put that on a shirt, I'd buy it. And I'm like, oh, there we go. All right, that's pretty sick. And it kind of got like the wheels turning. And I was like, all right, well, how can I get this on a shirt? So I started looking it up, started learning about like screen printing and how to do it. Got a screen printing machine, uh, made my own prints designed everything and started printing t-shirts literally in my garage and then started selling them at high school. And then it spread pretty much all over San Jose, all over the Bay and even um, different States, different countries. So it uh, was a really good run for the time I did it. And uh, I'm excited to bring it back. No, that's what's up. You know, so you kind of, what would you say you stopped recently? Have you had a little bit of a break going into it or? Yeah. So in, uh, I got my master's in 2017, but in 2016, oh, yeah, I appreciate it. I was, mm-hmm. uh, I was really just so busy with school. Like I was grinding. I was like, all right, I'm just trying to get this done. So I didn't have the time to dedicate to the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, when you're on that grind too, you know, you're sitting there stressing out, like, yeah. you know, about just school, like different things going on. I know what you mean. It's hard to be creative in those, in those times. Yeah. And just even um, logistically, cause a lot of my stuff was done in San Jose. So oh, like, and that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm out in San Francisco. So it was like, all right, well I can't really be like going back and forth. I couldn't really do everything. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna put it on a hiatus. And, uh, like once I finished with my master's, I went, got my career started and I was like, all right, well now I'm super busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm actually really starting to like balance things out and really devote a lot more focus to it. And even uh, COVID certainly helped with that, not having to commute to work, not having to do this, that, and the other, uh, a lot of time has been saved. And so I'm yeah, excited. It's, it's weird how that works too, how fucking COVID somehow like helps, you know, because now you have more time to do stuff or you kind of have that, that little, like you said, no traffic or a little bit of this, you know, to where you have more time to yourself. Yep. Actually, be creative. You know, it's funny, though. I feel like you don't really have an excuse. When, when COVID happens, if you got something going on, they say, I, know, I don't have no time. You have no excuse to like not do anything. That is true. Because you have mm-hmm. the time. You see those memes where it's just like, I what them. I wanted to do during COVID, and it's like them like drawing or painting and shit. It's like what I actually did during COVID. It's just them sleeping. <laughs> like, hey, get your rest. I'm you know? Like, and that's good, too. Like, yeah. you know, like, at the same time, like, rest, rest is definitely good. Like, to your point, taking that little bit of a break, it's a different grind, but I'm sure when you came back to your project, you had a clear vision. You're like, hey, yep. like, let's just start fucking hitting this real quick. Yep, exactly. And I, I really just love fashion, just, like, dope gear in general. So if I can make it and people think it's dope, that's even better. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. see too many people doing, like, you know, actual clothing in San Jose either. You know, shout out to Snotty. I know Snotty does a yeah, lot Snotty. of good stuff. But, like, you know, it's seeing just local creatives. Like, you don't see too many people actually going out there and putting, you know, like, a brand together. Yeah, it's actually something I feel has kind of died down a bit. Because back yeah. when I was doing it, there was a lot of brands. And we were all pushing it, all just grinding together. So, 
Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens with this new wave with COVID. A lot of creatives out there. A lot of people are going to get things rolling. So we'll see. I'm sure there's like people freaking just doing like maybe they're like what you said. They're probably in the garage already making their clothes or just do, doing whatever they're doing. And all, all of a sudden, like, man, this is it. Once this thing opens up, I'm going to start selling my shit. Yep. And um, even the people who are hustling now, even like people are still getting things made, shipping it out. I've been seeing a lot of people that never really stepped into that realm and they're just doing a lot of creative things and just selling it now and i'm i'm pretty stoked for all of them so major props to everyone who's out there hustling and getting it on the real though like right now too you know be, be big shout out to everybody it's yeah. it's hard to stay creative especially during tough times now there's a fire like what what fires. the fuck you know or five years rather or what was it a lightning storm so well, they had a was, fucking lightning storm forgot about that you're right yeah so for me i was actually out of state during that firestorm you know we can get into that later but yeah, I was freaking hearing like freaking lightning storm. Yeah, I was sitting there thinking like, damn, in San Jose, like it's ninety plus degrees, and you have a freaking lightning storm going on. It was a hundred plus. Was it a hundred plus? Like, yeah. So that day it was a hundred and six degrees. I'm chilling, posted in the pool, drinking some beers. I'm like, damn, it's hella hot, and it felt slightly humid. It doesn't get humid here by any means, like mm-hmm. Thailand or other mm-hmm. places. But I felt like a weird like tone to it, and I was like, you know, that's odd. Didn't think much of it. It was 106 degrees. I'm in the pool. I didn't really care. Yeah, right. That night, I started seeing flashes of light. Like, I was, like, tripping out. Like, well, that's random. Like, I thought someone was using a projector in their backyard. And was just, like, right. like watching a movie. Or, like, or like a spotlight or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or yeah. a spotlight. Because I was, like, because you just see the light beaming. I was, like, that's random as hell. And then my homegirl did. And she was just, like, she gets home. And she's, like, oh, hey, um, I still see all those flashes of light. And I'm, like. By the way, I survived. I made it <laughs> yeah, like, through the through, yeah, you know. Right, and I was like, I was like, what the hell? And I look up and uh, like I like just looking outside. And I see like flashes of lightning. Everywhere. I'm like, oh shit! And then sure enough, 3 a.m. just straight thunder woke my ass up. I'm I sleep pretty well, man. So when I woke up, I was like, yo, what the fuck? It reminded me of Albuquerque. Have any of y'all ever been to Albuquerque, New Mexico? I have not. No, it reminded me of Mexico, bro. Yeah, so, over Mexico. Mexico. So, she's like that too over there. Yeah, and in Albuquerque, I was there for a summer, and um, out there, it'll be, like, desert weather, it's super hot, and then all of a sudden, it'll start raining, like, thunderstorms. It's some trippy-ass shit. You're just like, what the hell? You yeah, could, right? Yeah. It's like, I can only imagine that crazy-ass weather. I remember my friend, even, like, on the East Coast, he lives in Tennessee, he sent me a video, he's just like, it was just sunny 10 minutes ago, and it's just like, this <laughs> fucking rain, you know? I'm like, holy fuck. Weren't the fucking, uh, wasn't the hail, like, really fucking big? Yeah, and the hails were, like, size of rocks. Like, could you imagine getting pelted with hail that's, like, fucking your, huge, your, your you know? Your yeah, like, fucked with that already. Car, like, that shit rains, you're, you're fucked. Yeah, right? I was gonna say your car, yeah. It's totally it's, fucked. It's fucking done. But... At least it's not the fucking size of a fucking uh, baseball. Those are huge as fuck. Like, the softball ones just smashing through your windshield. Damn. Jesus Christ. Hey, I, 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 was, gonna, I, I was gonna tell you guys, because, you know, we're back and all that stuff, and, and I just want to say that I miss you, boys. Oh. Right. That's unscripted right there. That's some, that's some, yeah, yeah. That's, that's some homie that, love right there. Except Joel. Fuck, dude. Just kidding. Miss you too, okay, Anthony. Everything's been ha- You know what? You know what I noticed? I haven't gotten any calls from anybody being drunk this month. Oh, nice. Everyone, all the boys are safe. All the boys are safe. You know, yeah. You know nice. what? Do you guys always found that weird? Like when your friends call you FaceTime drunk and literally for no reason at all just because they're just like, hey, what are you doing? Because they miss you, man. Yeah, and it's, it's actually kind oh, yeah. of funny because that's where you're going to see the randomest shit happen. It depends because <laughs> yeah, right? it's not fun when somebody calls you drunk and cock blocks you. And then why'd you answer? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, that sounds like a personal answer? problem. Yeah. First of all, you did the same fucking thing, so... Really? Yeah, Joel's, Joel's like, I wasn't trying to be rude. Good. Yeah, beef, no broccoli. Up here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what happened to the homie love? What do you think I, I, I want to fucking phone right. up here and now down here, motherfucker? Like, up here. You know, I gotta I have to cover the below. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was always right here. Come on, dude. <laughs> oh, really? You got the fucking point, Alejandro. Like, right away, you're like, oh, so what's going on? No, yeah, you know when you see someone, you just caught someone fucking or something, and you see it on their face, and they're just like, it's like that, that like, like yeah, you know, for real though, like the sh- head, the shoulder shrug, like, like hey. hey. And then he and then, got the point, and then you just but then motherfuckers like literally just kept talking, talking. I'm like, God damn it! Oh yeah, I did that shit on purpose, dude. What, what do they wow. say? Like, uh, you okay. fucking you put you put a hat on the doorknob, or you tie a tie, or something. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no, so no, so it's do not disturb. You but know, it's like, so fucking weird talking to you motherfuckers, and then that going on. I'm like, oh yeah. That's See, fine. thing is, we every freaking Thursday we have at the same time a fucking podcast meeting, whether if it's in person, a call, or Facetime. Here we go. This fucker already knows. Our so, times. Joel, we don't need we don't need to go into therapy today. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. Like, you know? The point is, is that you sound like mom yelling at freaking Angel, just like stop getting a blowjob. Let him play. Let my boy get his. Let my boy do his thing. Stop doing what you're doing. But yeah, I mean, yes, I've all the meetings that we had. It hasn't been on point, but this, but it's because you guys already know where I work. Like I'm always on the move. You see, you 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 ever gotten it on on the weird ass spot? Something where it's like you know, like you're about to get caught, but you don't get caught. I think uh, in the living room next door to her parents, uh, they were in, they were in the kitchen. And we're in the living room. Have you no shame? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, hey, no. No. But yeah, that's like a big fucking fifty fifty. You can get caught or not. Either mm-hmm. one. There we so. go. Well, you're starting. So let me ask you this: You're starting to, you know, try to start getting a little designs going, right? You're starting to draw a little bit more. What's going on with you, homie? Uh, you've been you've been MIA. You don't like talking about your art anymore. Uh, you don't like talking about any of your stuff anymore. What's up? What happened? Uh, you okay? Uh, I, I'm right now. It's kind of one of those like mental blocks. I'm just blocked right now. Is he kind of like you know you're creatively, or are you just saying creatively? You're... Yes, like work is kind of took over all my like men, like my mental and my my thinking and all that stuff. So that's why I, I haven't been able to. Do anything, but the, the brand's there. <laughs> Nothing. I think we might release something it's tiny, tiny, but something small. At least to say, you know, we at least did this right now. Get the but, ball rolling. Yeah, yeah, right. But it's still happening. So yeah, because how did you get it going, man? Like, were you were you just releasing one shirt at a time, or were you just releasing one thing at a time, or was it kind of like? Yeah, so it kind of grew out from there. So I was releasing one design at a time, and then um, what was super dope, and I'm super grateful for all the early supporters. I would always sell out of those designs. Oh, nice. So. It was really dope because then I would use all that money and just keep circulating it and start building more and doing more. And then eventually got to the point of dropping full collections. So having everything from hats to shirts, hoodies, jackets, the whole nine. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see I see a lot of girls buy, buy this clothes. A lot of them. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah much mm-hmm. love to everyone who's ever supported throughout the years. Appreciate it. Yeah, right? Yeah, everybody. Most, most of the girls. I see. Especially the beanies. The beanies were very popular. Yeah, they were. And people like the beanies a lot. Yeah, people really liked it because I had... Um, it was a big patch, too. I had the big... I had a few, actually, but the ones that people mm-hmm. really loved was... Uh, I had these, like, brown leather patches, and it was, like, laser engraved on there. Oh, nice. So, so, yeah. so it was this, actually. This right here. This on oh, there. Oh, like so. the actual... Yeah, and it was just, like, beamed on there, put on the beanies. People loved the wine wine beanie. It was uh, wine-colored maroon burgundy. Oh, people yeah. People love that one. I love maroon, too, yeah. It's, it's got a good color. Yeah. It's going to be the next for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because like for me, like the, the thing that I'm struggling the most is not like coming up with the designs or anything. It's just kind of like what will be the best way for your buck. Either it's not gonna be cheap either because you want to give them good quality, like you know, shirt or hoodie or whatever you in the making. But it's like my issue right now is like how can I make it this mass produced? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like so it's not just small. Yeah, you can. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways you can go about doing that. It's just going to be interesting now in COVID to see which like shops are open and see, you know, really how you go about approaching the whole thing is going to be different for everyone, right? Like you want to do things, kind of get it rolling, you know, start. The best advice I can give you is go quality first and just release something dope that people are like, all right, this is sick. Mm -hmm. Because then you're going to be releasing more things over time. And they're going to always remember that quality is the first thing. Yeah, yeah they're going to see course, the price and not worry about it. They're like, oh, okay, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, of yeah, course, like, like, you yeah. don't, I mean, of course, like the first thing is like, you know, the, that's with us too, with our, like the merch that we have released, we always thought about the quality before the quantity, always. Like mm-hmm. we always thought, even though we did a small releases, like all the shirts and the hoodies that we had, like they're all pretty much being good quality yeah it's like is it comfortable you know like am i gonna wear this like 24 7 you know like is this a shirt i can sleep drunk in yeah you know know what i mean like you know all those things is does it pass the test you know yeah definitely and on top of that too the one thing you're asking it's all about economies of scale like the more you make the cheaper it's going to be to produce them right so you'll you'll hit like thresholds there's a lot of different ways like you know if you hit like 36 shirts you get like price breaks like etc so you could really Start small and then just work your way up and start dropping a lot more and you'll get better deals. You build connections with the people printing your stuff or like producing your garments and uh, you can do some pretty amazing things. So I'm looking forward to seeing it, bro. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's going to happen for sure. It's, uh, it's, just, it's me and somebody else, one of my other friends trying to build this. So we're just trying to figure it out what's the best thing and how to approach it. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't know about. I'm still debating about the designs. Like the whole idea is for it to be simplistic. It's simple. Like for like, I'll give you a good example. Like you've seen the logo of Santa Cruz, right? Everybody, mm-hmm. you can you see the different types of like things you can do. Just the same font, just doing around the logo. Like it's the different, you know. I don't know. You guys don't. You guys know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Of course, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we came up with the actual design that you can, you can actually do that, but it took us like at least two months. To come up with the actual name, the shape, you know, the font and everything. Yep. And uh, and that was pretty much like the hardest thing. And now what we have is like that logo can literally, we can literally place to simple as it is, different, different tones and it's still going to be the same. It's not going to be altered. And even with the design, let's say it's like a theme or something, mm-hmm. we'll just plaster on the theme, but the, the font's still going to be the same. So you're still going to be able to tell it's the same, same brand. See, to your guys' point, too, you need something that people can recognize. Yep. People that, they, when they see it, they already <laughs> associate it with you right away, yeah. hitting shit over here. But yeah, like, when you see it, you're like, oh, that's Mr. Amoroso right there. But like, the that's that like, brand. I, yeah. Like, and to your point, too, you wanted them to think quality. Yep. You know, just to that point, when they see it, like, like and we were saying that logo where it's like Santa Cruz, it's freaking synonymous with Santa Cruz, you know, or just yeah. that. Yep. You see it from far away, and you already know what it is. See, like, yep. yeah, like, that's what you want. You want something that pops. thing yeah. is, is you want something that wants, that represents you, like, and sets you apart from everybody else, you know? And another thing is, like, I know we personally ask ourselves, like, would we wear that shit? One, is it comfortable? Do we like the design, you know? There's one thing that everybody, whoever is creating a freaking business, needs to ask themselves. You know? Basically, bro, if you're not repping your own shit, yeah. no one else is. That, mm-hmm. That's what it all boils down to. Yeah. yeah, that's the truth, man. What were some, like, major roadblocks that you hit right off the bat? Uh, I think... The main roadblock was eventually it became too much for me to print all the designs. So then it was going out and like mm-hmm. really finding someone to print all my garments. And I was like, man, all right. But I got blessed around some really good people. Um, shout out to the cannery. The spot's gone now. But there was a bunch of dope people in there. There was um, Clout Magazine, uh, Breezy Excursion, a lot of different people in there. Phil Emerson, shout out to him as well. And um, yeah, it was, uh, I ended up, you know, meeting the right people and meeting the people that I can also print my garments, getting it all done. And uh, once that happened, it just became more logistics, you know, trying to handle all the orders and uh, everything. I was doing it all by myself. So mm-hmm. um, it was definitely a grind for sure. Uh, a lot of roadblocks in different ways, but you just power through it. You know, sometimes you may not hit certain deadlines. Some things don't go the way you want them to. It might take longer. Mm-hmm. Um, a prime example of this, a couple of years ago, I made the Chomp hoodie. And for those that don't know it, you can go check it out. But this hoodie is like the Sharks has like Amoroso with uh, the teeth biting out of it. But what I did on the hood is I printed like a shark. So I had like oh, nice. the teeth wrapping around the top of the hood, had eyes and gills. So, so when you put it on, it's like, an act- yeah. well, that's dope, yeah. So when you put it on, you would rock it. And so um, that, that hoodie, when I ordered it, I ended up helping them print them because it was crazy. Like we did it all night and we just, I bought them hella pizzas. And we just printed them because it was super difficult to actually print around. So all oh the yeah, because if it if it gets wrinkled or if it like anything, crumples up yeah. or anything, it's all fucked up, right? Yeah. So that one was something I didn't prepare for, but I helped them. We did it, and they came out dope. And I'm that's still probably one of my favorite designs because I see people with it like at Sharks games, and everyone's like jocking it. They're just like, "Yo!" Or if I were mm-hmm. like, "Where'd you get that?" I'm like, would you release it. that one again though? You know, I want to say yes, I probably would, but at the same time, no, because of how difficult it was to print. Yeah, you're thinking about it, but <laughs> like, that's... like they did it the one time, and like I helped, but I'm pretty sure they'd be like, "Nah, fuck." You, that. you think about it again, they're like, "Fuck, you, you bringing the beer or what?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Oh yeah, because especially fucking those like that's what's what's dope about being like you know like you say finding a good connection where you're sitting there, you're just buying pizza, you're fucking kicking it. Yeah, you know, it becomes like a project more so than work at that point. Like yep. you know, it feels like you guys are just vibing, chilling. And even though it sucks, you're sitting there and you're like, oh, fuck, I don't want to fuck this up. It's still fun because at, at the end, like you were saying, like you're all just like high-fiving and shit. Yep. You know, kind of like, yeah, we fucking did it. And then when like, so you see people actually repping it and it came out legit, you're thinking about that night, you're like, that was chill. That was fucking dope. It was worth yep. it then. It was it, literally worth the, the whole thing. The the best compliment you can ever get is someone like liking your gear. Like purchasing is one thing, but like when you're out somewhere and someone walks up to you and they're like, oh, I love your hoodie. That's dope. Or like whatever. Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate like compliment. Like. You know, or you see people. I've seen people that I didn't like know, and then they're wearing my gear, and I'm like, "That's so sick!" Like, I think that was probably one of the coolest parts is when mm-hmm. 
it stopped being people I knew that were buying my stuff, and it started being people I didn't know. And they're just like, yeah, let me get it. So yeah, that's what's up too. Like being able to branch out to people. Yep. Because like, how do you like? I, we find with two marketing's a whole another beast too. Oh, like yeah. sitting there, like I didn't even realize I needed marketing experience. And so like, you know, you sit there actually trying to promote something or promote a brand. Cause like realistically you want to branch out past your friends. Like shout out to all the homies. We appreciate your support. Like oh, don't, yeah. don't get us wrong, but you know, yeah. Like the whole idea is getting, you know, getting a community together, people that aren't just in your circle, you know? Yep, exactly. And through that, you get to meet a lot of dope people. I've met a lot of dope people through clothing, through the music I do through everything, man. It's like, it's pretty incredible because that connections grow organically and you can take over on a global scale. Actually, I get with that. Since it started, I think the early times I started doing, uh, going to art shows and just doing like in the local scene, you do get to meet a lot of cool people. Yep. Like literally, I, I can tell, I can tell right now in every show that was, I was, I was met somebody new that I still talk to. So, and mm-hmm. you, and you're like, what the fuck? They're doing something you didn't expect they're doing. Like, this guy pretty much was telling me that he was living out of his van, but he was like pretty much making skateboards That's like, on his on his van, and he had everything in the back. How to how to pretty much like you know the clamps. Like, you had like a little wood truck in the back and everything, and he was like, "I'm just literally driving across the U.S. You know, stopping at every stop and just selling my skateboards." That's dope. That's super dope. You know, yeah, yeah. that's hella dope. So he's like, so most likely you're not gonna see me tomorrow because he was. I'm just here for one night. Hit the road. Yeah, right. The road Hit the road. That's not even insane, yeah. man. Like for you to be, to take a decision like that to say, hey, I'm gonna leave everything behind, and I'm just gonna do this one time in my life where I'm just gonna fucking drive across the U.S., do this what I like to do, and then see what happens after that. That. Sounds amazing. Yeah, right? You're like, that sounds sounds amazing. like touring, man. You just mob around and go check out new cities. I always love going to new cities, new places around the world. Oh, man, I just, I recently took a seven-hour drive, basically, like, all the way through fucking Death Valley, Mojave, and fucking, Mm -hmm. like, all the way into Nevada and shit. And then I drove back from Nevada. And that shit was fucking beautiful and crazy at the same you did time. It all like, went, like one day, you just mobbed there. No, and so I was like, so I'll, I'll say it right now. We'll throw it on the podcast. You know, don't <laughs> don't judge me, everybody. But I, I went I went to Vegas last weekend. You know, I was I was out there. I was in. You know, we we here. Yeah. But yeah, fucking Better yeah, like stayed masked up. Yeah, right, like, <laughs> so we went out there like on a whim. It was just uh, it was a last minute plan that just happened to just kind of work. Mm-hmm. Super cheap, super chill. We stayed at Caesar's Palace. Fucking, right. we were there. Like it was it was really dope. But then we were driving there, and we split it up because there's uh, three of us, so we split up the drive into thirds, basically. Like, yeah. one person drove, like, to SoCal, basically. The next person drove from SoCal into the desert, and then I drove from the desert, like, to Vegas. Yeah. And, like, we are chilling there. And the drive back, at some point, like, uh, we left, and I was like, I'll drive first. Like, the desert was dope. And I'm driving there, and the road was fucked up. Like, that shit's all bad. <laughs> you lose service after, after, like, yep, for, like, three or four hours, you have no service. If you break down, you're fucked. No call box or anything, but if you look out, the fucking scenery, dude, like, driving through the Mojave and driving through Death Valley was fucking beautiful. Yeah, I can imagine. Like, it was beautiful. The sun was going down and shit, and, like, I was sitting there, and they're like, you sure you don't want to, like, switch? And I'm like, I want to switch, but at the same time, like, this is fucking beautiful. Like, it was definitely, like, to a point, like, I can only imagine somebody, like, going from one part of the U.S., like, all the way across. Mm -hmm. And, like, passing mountains, deserts, and, like, fucking all this shit. Yeah, I actually have a few friends that they mobbed uh, from SoCal all the way to Minneapolis. They pulled up to oh, George Floyd's uh, like memorial spot. It was uh, pretty heavy, from what I understand, and um, it was wild though. But they went on this crazy trip, and they went through all these different states and just saw mountains and all kinds of shit. So definitely something I yeah, would love like, to do. Yeah, that's why I recommend it to anybody. You know, anybody listening, go out there, see the world. You know. Get a passport, and then once COVID's over, just go mob it around everywhere. Check out new places, learn new cultures, learn new languages. You know, it's uh, that's the best way to live. Yeah, man. Try new foods, you know? Yeah, like mm-hmm. being out there. And now you said, uh, what made you the decision to do your, 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 your master's? I got my undergrad in economics and statistics. I was planning on going to get a PhD in economics. Uh, I wanted to be a professor originally, and I wanted to... Oh, nice. Yeah, do you know, economic research. And Have a that. teacher's assistant just so I can be <laughs> teaching, right? <laughs> I mean, that eventually down the line, once you get tenured, that's something you can do. But mm-hmm. uh, that was my original plan. I really wanted to do that. Um, I really wanted to be like a representative in economics because it's a white male dominated thing. I'm Mexican. So like any diversity in economics is highly needed and desired. Uh, and I also wanted to serve as like a representation that you can make it from the east side of San Jose and be a professor like people could really probably relate more 
to seeing me as opposed to someone else. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, so that'd be the case and uh, just inspire someone to keep doing it. But instead, um, things didn't work out the way I had planned um, with the PhD programs. I wasn't getting any really good offers. So I was like, you know, what? I'll just get my master's in a year and just mob, um, which ended up being probably the best decision I made. Because um, a PhD is five years, no life. I'd be in the middle of nowhere, no idea where I'd be. And um, doing the master's, mm -hmm. I got to just be living in the city and do that, get a get my career started. And uh, I also learned Mandarin during that time. So, oh, you did? That's dope. Yeah, That's dope. yeah it was pretty lit. And I, that actually has come in clutch a couple times. So. Oh, trust me. Do you <laughs> he's, like, like, he's like, you know what they're saying, right? When you, they don't like even like know what people are saying, but also being able to communicate with people. Like, yeah. They say Mandarin is one of the most common languages in the world, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that one, like, the best language to ever know in the world is English because everyone tries to speak English as a common ground. Number two, Spanish, because pretty much every country speaks Spanish uh, or at least close to the Latin roots. Uh, and then third would be Mandarin. So you can go to any Asian country and pretty much all over the world. There's tourists all over the world from China and other places. So uh, being able to communicate, it's a big deal for sure. It's like, oh, man, that's true. I had a homie that basically learned Mandarin in middle school. Like he started learning it like progressive through private school. And then by the time we met him, you know, like sophomore year, like this dude can speak Mandarin, like no problem. That's so like, and we thought he was fucking with us too. You know, like your kids, you're just like, oh no, you don't know Mandarin. What the fuck? Yep. And then all of a sudden he's like talking to like the girl at the liquor store, you know, or like, you know, you're like anywhere we're at. I'm like, what the fuck? You, you know, Mandarin homie. It's really funny. Cause it blows people's minds when like, yeah. especially like if I'm speaking to them, they see me and they're just like, holy shit. Like you actually are, like, it takes a second for it to register. Like, oh, he's actually speaking my language. Like, oh shit. I understand. It's. It's pretty. It's pretty wild. That's really cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's really. Yeah, it's really dope. Um, yeah, being to being able to communicate effectively is one of the biggest things, and that's one of the things too. I'm trying to do with uh, the music I make is just rap, spit some dope bars, and uh, you know, hopefully the people will listen and hear what I have to say. There we go, man. Yeah, like, where do you have anything posted? Are you posted anything yet? Or are you just yes. kind of? Are you in the studio right now, or what's up? Yeah. So right now, I'm. I've been in, in and out of the studio. I got two albums on the way. Uh, one will be titled Eight Twenty Three. Uh, representative of my birthday but also a time on the clock and oh, there we go um that one's produced by a lot of different homies uh gotta give them shout outs here uh danny x produced by shoots gary oakland let's see who else we got b young on this um got a lot of dope features from people uh so that'll be the 823 album and then i got baseline another album coming out produced by my homie Whit morgie uh, and it'll be a collaboration album with my homie Lee Brave. Uh, so been in the studio, just laying down a ton of tracks. I have some stuff up on uh, on SoundCloud and YouTube and other platforms. But uh, once the albums come out, they'll be on all uh, streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes. Is it Apple the same thing, though? Is it Amoroso or is it a... Yeah, Amoroso. Mr. Okay. Amoroso, yep. Um, yeah, you got to give shout out to the homies, man. Making music yeah. is not easy, especially when you're collaborating with people. Like, you got to make sure you at least... Uh, you know, it's one of the things I learned as a musician. It's it's hard to ask for help because a lot of people mm -hmm. kind of have that kind of ego where it's like, no, I want to do it all my own. Yep. Like, I want to do it myself. But then you realize when you're actually collaborating with people, you're flowing with people, like, it's a great fucking feeling. Hell yeah. And that's uh, one of the best things. My homie, uh, Danny X, he started a music meetup out in the city. And so I met him at the bar he worked at. And then we would just go to these meetups. I met hella producers, hella rappers, hella singers, and just dope people in general. And uh, we would just kick it. You know, drink some beers, meet up at the studio, play beats, and then we just started making shit, all of us, and collaborating. Um, and that was a really dope, like, organic experience for everybody. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of a lot of dope music has come out of that camp. Uh, major shout-out to Soul Graffiti Studios in Berkeley. That's where I'm coming out of. Oh, there um, we go. And, yeah, like... Yeah, man, because, like, for me, at least in high school, like, that's why I was kind of listening to your story, just printing fucking T-shirts, you know, in the garage. Like, for us, we were grinding in the garage, like, making music. Yep. Just sitting there, you know, with the band, just three of us, you know, like in times like this where it's hot as fuck, you don't have no fan, you're just fucking playing, but like, you know, you're trying to, you're making your craft. Hell yeah. Like that's where you're like in there and you're freaking trying to fine tune everything and you have something you actually want to present to people. Yep. But it's just like, it's crazy where the roots are the same, where it's kind of like, I come from like that music background. I know you're doing music as well, but like from your previous project, you know, like that same root of just being in the garage, grinding it out. Yep. And then just asking yourself like, how is this going to reach outside my friend circle? Especially being in a band too. You sit there and it is a brand as well. Oh, like yeah. you want to sit there and like it's still a brand that you want to push out to people. And making music, it's kind of like it's it's really hard today in San Jose and especially back then as well. 
being like in high school, you know, being like, let's say, you said you're from the east side? Yeah, from the east side. Okay, there we I go. To, I went to high school with these two. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Nice, yeah. MP boys, man. MP, MP boys. South side? Yeah. <laughs> you know? East side of San Jose. I, I got to represent the south side at least a little bit. That's where I'm from. But like, wrong room, dog. <laughs> yeah, right? This is my studio. You guys need to leave. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, but like, yeah, being on that grind in general, you know, it just seems like it's really cool how we're all coming from different backgrounds, coming from different spots, but like the roots are the same. Yep. You know? No, definitely. And like thinking about to the yeah, thinking about to those garage days too. You think about it, like freaking some of the best days, right? Dude, I would love to live those days again. That was honestly some of the craziest shit I've ever done in my life because that grind, that passion, that desire was just unstoppable. You just really make it happen. Like you're saying, making music, man. Like, like were you playing like punk rock or like like rock and roll? We were actually trying to do something different, so it was more like progressive, instrumental, like really ambient, really freaking. uh, So y'all were jamming. Yeah, so we were just jamming. That's yeah. dope. Like, That's we'd come dope. through, we never wanted to kind of just get stuck where it's like, all right, we have to play the same songs over and mm-hmm. over again, because it gets stale. Yep. You know, you kind of lose your passion for it. Even though anybody else, like, still likes it, like, you kind of, it loses its magic almost. It's weird to describe. Yeah. It's kind of like when you draw the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's kind of like those famous bands where they play, you ask them for, like, sax, and they kind of become like a gimmick. It's like that, those few songs, and that's it. You mm-hmm. don't want to hear anything else from them. Yes, that's why we come yeah. through, and, like, we'd have like things that we liked playing together mm-hmm. like but we would try to just change it and put a spin on it to where it's like maybe one day we're playing it super slow with a lot of delay a lot of reverb on there next day we're playing it super fast like i said like punk rock or it's just distortion or like an overdrive just really punching and it's just kind of like whatever the mood is at that time yeah, just definitely. so that like when we we wanted to make our albums kind of seem like a snapshot of like time periods like mm-hmm. this is yep. this is what you got when we recorded basically like this is that piece and then like we moved on Yep. But then, like, we go back and we just play variations of it or we'll go back and we'll, like, make, like, kind of like a tribute to it almost, you know? Because yeah, we just want to continue on, like, progressing. Like, that's why when we're in the garage, like, being kids, you know, you're sitting there and, like, it sounds cool in your head, but now you actually got to do it. You know, yeah, yeah like, you actually got to sit there and step one, like, what, how do you play music? You know, how do you put it together? And then all of a sudden now it's how do you book shows? How do you get out to people? Yep. Like, did you, how were you selling your shirts? Was it just kind of like a shop? No, it was where, honestly, is it just on word of mouth? Word of mouth and all pretty much online. Had an online website and just slanging gear like that. Um, I did all kinds. Of, I even hit the uh, Facebook like marketplaces and like things like oh, nice. that. Uh, Instagram was definitely a huge help. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of just marketed everywhere, and uh, but a lot of people just hit me up. And that's how, like I was saying earlier, that's how I became known as Amoroso because people would be like, "Oh, you're the dude who sells Amoroso." Like you're Amoroso, so. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's crazy how things come full circle, and I'm really just appreciative of all the support over the years. And uh, like you were saying, like the main thing is like learning. Yeah. Like my favorite thing in this world to do is to learn. I love learning all kinds of new shit mm-hmm. and uh, applying skills and other stuff to make it even doper and um, just keep the ball rolling. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This whole thing is about just kind of like making your craft. Like to the point, like looking back at those garage days, like same man. I wish I can go back and just kind of like relive those for a minute. Yep. Yeah, because that's where you're really just like everything's just fucking flowing, you know? Well, I think it's going to be the same thing here. I mean, with us. I mean, think yeah, about here. it. Oh, so yeah, right here, man. Yeah, it's like, I was going to say, we're back, man. Hey, there's going <laughs> to be a minute right here where we're going to be thinking my, we might be recording somewhere else. Maybe like an actual nice studio, studio, studio right? Maybe. Yeah. And you're like, damn, I mean, those garage days. We used to do the podcast in the garage, you know? Yeah. Because right. even us, like, since we've been back, we've been fucking grinding. Like we even done like two to three podcasts in one day, just to oh, like that's, that's dope. just to be consistent. Like and, and it's the same thing. Like we we see like with this thing, it's like we know where we want it to be, so we're literally that's what we're aiming for at the end of the day. And uh, you know, like I said, it's not easy because you, you can't really find all the people that have the same passion or they have the same focus as you. But these motherfuckers do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, y'all are y'all are killing it. I appreciate it, man. I'm super super stoked. I'm proud of I'm proud of all y'all. That's dope to like get things started, you know, and really like the hardest part about doing anything is starting. Yeah. Because once you get started, you're gonna be like, oh, that was cool, and you do another episode, that was cool, and you keep getting new guests and other people, and you guys be like, this is sick. Get a new scenery, you know, new spot, whatever you guys want to do. It's gonna be dope if you keep pushing it and you see the progression. Like he was saying, you can go revisit the old podcast and be like, oh, we recorded this here, we did that. But then thinking where you are down the line, you're like, damn. And then the cool thing that you think about is like when you get people actually because of you, they start being creative. Like because of this podcast, new podcasts have come out due to this podcast. Like we have mm-hmm. people over, 
you know, hook them up, give them as much advice as they reach out. And those kind of people are the ones that are like, hey, like, nobody else, like, gave me, like, a minute to, like, you know, answer my questions. Like, and mm -hmm. the hardest thing as a creator is, is that to ask for help, yep. you know? Oh, yeah. So the fact that you took your time and, like, you know, talked to me and, and, then, the, and then the team came, came through and then helped me out or whatever, like, for me, that's always going to be in my mind. Like, from them, from this point on, whatever success I get... It's because you guys took the time and helped me out and, and did this. So for us, it's like, damn, I mean, that's the least we can do. I mean, yep. it's all about <clears throat> building a community, man. Hyping yeah, each exactly. other up. Like, ego is a thing. I hear I don't know a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't want to show you because I don't want your pod to be better than mine. Or I don't want your music to be better than mine. Or I don't want this to be better or anything like that. But at the end of the day, like, you're part of a community. You build a family. You should be hyping each other up. Yep. Like at some point, like, you know, you're on their podcast. They're on our podcast. <clears throat> like I said, you rep their merch. They rep your merch. Like. Yep. It should just come for a circle where, like I said, you know, like, just, just put it out there and show legitimate love, you know, and people will actually come and support you. And this is the thing, like, not not because somebody knows your idea of your podcast means that it's going to be performed or done the same way that you're thinking of doing it. Yep. Like, at the end of the day, like, if you don't have people that can actually give you communication, you know, you can easily bounce ideas off and the conversation actually flows, you know, that's the hardest thing. I mean, podcasting, it's not that hard easy just get a mic speak your thoughts that's what you gotta do but if you're a shy person or you don't think that you can perform or you feel weird about it then that's where you're gonna have issues shout so, out to all my shy people out there yeah i'm cool. shy too all my and just where i come in because i know i'm the one that speaks the least on the podcast but one like i've told you guys and for the audience one thing that they don't know is like i grew up as hey you're not allowed to interrupt anybody you know so that's why you guys don't hear me talking as much here on the podcast. This is why I don't feel you're not from the east side. You're not allowed to talk to bro. Anyways, but um, yeah, it like just doing podcasts or whatever it is, just interacting with different people because in general, I am more of a homebody type of person, and uh, this allows me to come out and increase my fucking social skills, you know? Um, so I do recommend it to others and how we started this well almost five years ago. Fuck, it's been five years. Yeah. Five years. It, yeah, wow. we took like a couple of breaks. But we had, each time we take a break, we come out better than before, you know? And one thing is the missing key was interacting with other people, seeing their fucking uh, perspective on our podcast. And in general, you know, because we, how we started was more of a random topics, like, no agenda at all. And that was fucking shit. In it was my fine. It was so fine. Then, well, to me, I needed to have that. He's, he's vibing. Let him, let him finish. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm proud of him. He's actually talking. And more than usually. Damn. I'm and sorry. we bring back I this topic. Your, yeah, exactly. I cut you Exactly. Here. My bad. Bitch. Go ahead. Bitch. <laughs> Handle your business plan. Go for it. Handle your shit. So as we progressed from every break, we found out a new thing of what we wanted to do and the where this podcast was going towards. So our main focus was and still is just to fucking support local Bay Area with that emphasis of San Jose. Yep. You know, like because all those creatives, it's rare that you hear about them. It's mainly SF and Oakland and all that. But when have you heard some, like, upcoming artist, whether if it's from a drawing, musician, or whatever it is, coming from San Jose? It's rough. It is. I think a lot of it comes down to a lot of ego here. A oh, lot yeah. of people mm -hmm. a lot of people tearing people down, right? Like, it, it sucks. It's, uh, it's always been a challenge. In other communities, it isn't really like that. People are uplifting, you know, really about it. And I think... That's something that we've been lacking as a as a city. Like when I grew up here, it was I got a lot of hate. A lot of people did not like Omarosa, talk a lot of shit, and it's all good because those are the people that end up supporting me the most, right? But you know, you just kind of go with it, and and hopefully, hopefully that'll change. I, I really hope that people can really start making it out of here. We are like one of the dopest cities, right? So like, yeah, for real though, we have a hella dope creative people. Tenth right? biggest city in the world, you know. Or not the world, the world in the U.S. US. <laughs> hey, you know, that's the beer talking. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's something I've been thinking, too, though, is, like, why is, like, there are, like, famous people and other things coming out of San Jose, but, like, it could be bigger, yeah. given the scene we have. 
Yeah, given the space we have, you know, you see more places closing than opening, which makes me sad as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't really see a lot of venues opening up where you can, like, let's, let's say, display your art or just, like, nowadays yeah. it's mainly just breweries, like, putting up a one wall real quick. And it's just, like, a few, you know, artists, which is cool. I think that's still But, dope, like, that's still dope, you know, but it's, like, imagine a space where people can just come, feel comfortable, you know, like, be able to put up all your stuff, play music, still have, like, a creative space where, you know, you know that the cops aren't going to show up. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's still around a local color in downtown San Jose. They yeah. were doing that, so... Yeah, we got um, local color. Yeah, shout out to them. But yeah. main thing is kind of just like, how can we get past just one spot where it's kind of like, yeah. we, you know, it's, it becomes the normal thing where creatives can just have a normal spot to where they can feel like... Because a lot of the times, those spaces, not, not saying any names specifically, but, you know, there is a lot of ego involved. There is a lot of, like, exclusivity mm-hmm. where you kind of almost have to know somebody to get in. Yeah, I think, like, those types of spaces are always, like, going to be interesting but i think now mm-hmm. it's going to be super dope because a lot of office space and other things aren't being utilized right because like everyone's working remotely and you know whatever spaces might open up who knows um people gotta hit their rent so if they start having socially distant art shows or something you know like that's another possibility yeah that's the truth too yeah it's really weird to see how covid's changing everything you think everything's going to go back to normal completely or no Nah, I think we're entering into a new normal. This is the new normal, man. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, I think it's just like, obviously, it's a crazy time in this world. Like, there's so much crazy shit going on. 2020 is one of the wildest years that we've seen to date. But I hope things can return to somewhat normal, and and so people can relax a little bit because there is obviously a lot of economic pressures. There's a lot of social pressures. There's like so much anxiety going on, paranoia, what the future mm-hmm. holds. Um, like bro, we just had a thunderstorm. We I know we touched on this, but we really just had a thunderstorm in California. Like there's lightning, just ten thousand lightning strikes across the state. Like that's some crazy shit. And then we got COVID and everything else. And I think people are gonna have a newfound respect and appreciation of life once things open back up. Because people are gonna be like, all right, it's finally back. I don't want to fuck this up. And hopefully that's the case. Uh, hopefully it ends sooner rather than later. But it just keeps growing out of control, man. It's, but mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's COVID hours, man. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. Have you been staying at home? Like, what's your main thing? Like, are you still going out? Nah. Like, like have you gone anywhere crazy? Like, I know I went to Vegas, like, but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really go anywhere crazy. I'll just be, like, I'll just be mobbing around different cities. Um, I try to get out, but mainly I'm at home just grinding. Uh, I try to stay inside. I try to, you know, just stay safe. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, but I definitely mob around. You know, I went to, like, Davenport. Uh, oh, they're going nice. Yeah, I was just over there, too, yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, I've just been kind of mobbing around, but I haven't done anything crazy. I haven't gone to like Vegas or anything like that, but I probably will go for a trip. I want to definitely go see something, um, and just get out there, but mainly just laying low, just, you know, just making moves. That's it. You're right. That's the main thing too. Just making moves during this time. Yep. It's like, like, uh, Angel was saying earlier, you have all the time now. So any excuses out the window, like, like, I didn't have time, like, you know, when I was working in the in the financial district of SF, like I was out there in our office. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. this is sick. But I was commuting every day. So that's like an hour in, an hour back. Like, even though I lived in the mm-hmm. city, like public transportation mobbing. And it's wild because I get that time back. Like all these things are just so like interweaved where now I even have more time. If you're efficient, you set it up. But it's hard because you are trapped in the space. You're almost essentially trapped in a box. So it's good mm. to get out and do other things, for sure. I mean, if you didn't do shit during this <clears throat> pandemic, then what the fuck have you been doing? I mean, I've done more fucking hiking than i ever done before. <laughs> fucking, I've been, I've gone to places that I've never gone before. That's good, man. You've been getting a little chunky. I know. That's it's good. I'm healthy. Dude. What do they call it? The COVID-20? Yeah. Healthy boys 2020. <laughs> 2020 boy. The COVID-20. Yeah. Yeah, like, nah, it's just like. You know, I don't know. I, I mean, I've, I've technically never stopped working, even though in the pandemic, because I work in like an essential place. So that's why. So yeah, for me, it feels like I'm still having my, having my routine, regardless. You know, perfect thing. The only thing good thing about this traffic, no traffic at all. Now it's kind of picking up again. But at the beginning, it was like nothing on the freeways. Yeah, that's wild. It was empty. And mm-hmm. at some point, I heard stories that like. Uh, truckers will go to cities like for New York it will be dead like nobody will be outside everyone will be inside their houses he's like he literally just c- cross through like one of the fucking islands like in 10 minutes because no traffic yeah like freaking when we were out there we were uh, hanging out with somebody that lives in Las Vegas and they were just like when, the, when it first happened everything was closed so the strip was just dead 
Yep. And they said the only people that were out there were like tourists taking pictures of just the outside of the buildings, and that was it. And like even then, like there's like nothing that was open. Because yeah. when I went out there, it was actually I thought it was gonna be crazy with hell of people. Like it was gonna be like Vegas. Like because I've been to Vegas yeah. before. Like this wasn't my first Vegas trip. So then I went over there. I was like, oh for sure, let's go. And like I was already thinking, like yeah, I'm gonna have to be crazy careful, you know, like put the mask on and all that stuff. You get there, there was hardly anybody there. Like the fucking like it was. It seemed almost like a shell of what like freaking Vegas was for me the last time. Because the last time it was fucking packed. Yet the full Vegas experience, everything's open. They're passing you free drinks on the floor. You know, like I saw Steve Harvey fucking, you know, like. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey was smoking a cigar playing craps on the table, dude. Like fucking shout chilling. Shout out to Steve Harvey. Yeah, shout out to Steve Harvey. Pimping in Vegas. Big ass fucking security guards with him and shit. Like we were chilling, you know, but then you go there now and it was super empty fucking. You had the whole floor to yourself. You can still get drinks really fast because there was no lines for anything. So like you just walk up and say, hey, you know, like I want this drink. They didn't make you buy food or anything. It was just like, yeah, for sure, let's go. Everywhere there was no line. You can get food hella fast. Like there was reservations open for everywhere. The elevators, they make it so it's just like two people per elevator and they spread it out actually really nice, you know. They have security that actually walks around. And they're just like, you have to put your mask on or we're kicking you out basically. Yep. And it's just like, oh, shit. You know, like everyone's pretty chill about it too. Like if everyone's there to have a good time and you realize that people were trying to stay away from each other. Like you have this, like I had this thought that people are going to be extra stupid because they're extra drunk and shit. You know, like they're in Vegas. They're going to be fucking extra about it. But, like, realistically, when you're out there, like, everyone was really respectful from the space, you know? They're like, hey, we're in Vegas, but let's not try to fuck this up. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's dope. My brother lives out in yeah. Vegas. Um, gotta give a plug to my brother. He is, uh, if you guys play Call of Duty uh, Warzone, my brother is one of the best in the world at the game. Oh, there you go. Nice. Um, but he's out there, and he was telling me the same thing. That's when they will be masked up and do everything, because they opened up the state. They, they were just yeah. like, fuck it, we're going to open this. And Vegas wanted to be the, like, the test subject, you know, for, like, no mask and everything. And I was like, damn. He just stayed inside and just kicked it. And now he told me, he was like, he went out, same thing. He's like, people respect the distance. It was all good. You know? So. Yeah, right? Like, everyone was out there, they were all drinking, but they were all just fucking chilling. Like you yep. say, they were all just like, oh, my bad, homie. Like, yeah, set back a little bit. You know, everyone's really cool about it. Yeah. That's what's really cool to see, especially in this pandemic. You know, at least people just trying to come together still and be like, you know, chill about certain things. And I think the best thing is, you know, you go grocery shopping and people do stay six feet away. That should just stay permanent. Like, just stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just stay the fuck away. Yeah, you know, no, honestly. Yeah. Person, yeah, like, don't, don't, don't talk to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Either way, like, yeah, the people that respect you, yeah, the idiots that they don't do it. The ones that, you know, I, I told this fools already, I'm like, there's going to be somebody when this fucking thing happens, goes away, that never wore a mask, never give a fuck about this fucking COVID, and they still didn't get any fucking COVID. Yeah, they're going to be like, it was a myth. Yeah. This is the government conspiracy. It's like, what do what does COVID-19 and racism have in common? It, you don't think it's real if it hasn't affected you personally. Shows mm-hmm. deep, Daniel. Yeah, right. Damn, there we go. <laughs> That's a killer thought right there. Yeah. That's the it's truth, though. That's a killer though. thought right there, for sure. Yeah, man. It's like, you know, everyone everyone says it's a myth until you, like I said, you know, until it's in your freaking so, court, you know, like until so, it's actually there with you. Until you feel it. That's why, I, like, you know, I give a shout out to all the people who are out there, you know, protesting, fighting for equality, and just doing the right things, even during these crazy times, but always stay safe, stay masked up, and, you know, let's get through this all together and um, hopefully create a, a newer world for all of us. And the best thing is just to go and see the world. That's how you're going to learn about it. And, uh, like, yeah. take New Zealand, for example. They're done with COVID. They're right. out doing stuff. Even Wuhan had that crazy party. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's wild. Wasn't it New Zealand the one that had the social distancing concert? Or was it a? Uh, or was it? Probably. I mean, they're they're completely COVID free for like they out there. I saw that people were there like they haven't had a case in about like three or four months. Yeah, it's something like this. Damn. Like it's just been like just clean. Yep. And we know we don't have that here. Fuck. Not even close. It's a tragedy. <clears throat> Isn't it California like the number one of infected now? Yep. We are like well, damn. not even just California, like Bay Area too. Like fucking like right a... where we're at. Mm-hmm. Like we have a lot of fucking cases because we, we have people one, right? flying from everywhere. <laughs> yep. We have a lot of, um, all the counties are on, like, the, the governor's watch list or whatever, so, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, right? And they're all on fire now. Like, East Hill's all on fire. <laughs> like, oh. It's, some, it's honestly some crazy shit that we're living through. Shout out to all the firefighters. Damn. Nurses. I mean, what yeah, you have? For you real. Got a, a really stupid president as a president. You have fucking COVID. Freaking climate is going all stupid and crazy. Uh, we got a big fucking inequality issue going on right now. And then on top of that, 
you got fucking thunderstorms. Yep. It's fucking insane. <laughs> In one fucking year. Yeah, that's why you it's gotta so have your weird. voice be heard and go vote, everybody. This Register so to weird. vote. Go vote, and you know, let's be the change you want to see in the world, man. Like, Dude, I feel like somebody's gonna fucking make a little, maybe later on in years, somebody's gonna make a fucking documentary about 2020. Oh, for oh, sure. Of course, yeah, like, they'll have, a, they'll have like, a 2020. Yeah, somebody's gonna call make it some something. bullshit like 2020 vision. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I go. didn't see this coming. <laughs> <laughs> or like fucking, you know, later on, like when you go to school, they're gonna fucking talk about this on the on fucking uh, history class and shit. This is uh, about what happened. History. Literally, and then you're gonna be like, damn. Like, who's that fucking dude Alejandro over there sitting on the fucking bench in downtown? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yump. Yeah, that's that's wild, man. You really, like, the world's just a crazy place, man. And that's, you got to be appreciative of every day you're alive, living, spending it with good people. You know, whether it's in 3D or 2D, virtual or reality. You know what I mean? Like, you just got to be appreciative of it and keep fostering those connections and building and growing. All right. So what are your plans for the future, man? Like, let's say in the next five years, what are you hoping to accomplish? Man, you know, that's actually an excellent question. I have not thought of that. I've been really focused on the short-term goals, thinking of a long-term solution. I guess for me, release as much music as possible. Um, and just really just start, you know, just cranking it. I've been rapping for years, and I've been told for years to just put it out there. So that's for sure. Hell of music. Number two, bring back uh, Amoroso Apparel have all the garments shipped around the world and mainly um, doing more of what I love. I already do a, a lot of what I love. Maybe do a Killer Thoughts on Moroso collab? I don't know. Hey, we can yeah. do something. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah right? Yeah. Chop it up. Um, idea. I just like doing a lot of things. I want to be doing a lot more art, um, you know, graphic design, all kinds of shit. I, I really want to do all of that and I really want to create content, filming videos, taking pictures, doing a lot. Basically, it's encompassing all the skills and utilizing them to the maximum to see the best results. Like, I want to own hella property, hella whips, and hella dope shit. So, the only way is you got to put your head down, keep grinding, and, you know, be like Nipsey Hussle, man. The marathon continues straight up. You just <laughs> keep moving forward. And in five years, I'm going to look back and be like, damn, I've done a lot of dope shit. And... I'm very proud of that. I want to look back and be stoked and ultimately just be happy. That's that's my five-year plan. Just be happy, be smooth, be cool. Mm -hmm. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, man. So, like, shit can go awry, it can go bad, but you always got to bounce back, you know? Like, I lost my pops last year. Uh, no, sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, our rest peace, yeah. And um, so, like, that was a whole different experience. Like, it shakes your world, you know, and you got to bounce back even stronger. So, I think... Five years, it's going to be grinding, bro, and just making my dreams a reality. I'm already living out my dreams, mm -hmm. but to see it to the next level is something I can't even envision. And that's where it's where I'll be, and that's what I'll be doing. And I'll check in in five years and be like, what's happening with y'all with this podcast? Because I know mm -hmm. you guys are doing great things, so I'm excited to see where it grows. You guys have been doing it five years. I appreciate it, man. Another five after this. We'll see. We'll check back in. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really stoked for all y'all to keep doing this. I'll be, I'll be 32 <laughs> in five years from now. Fucking, uh, Will you be 32? Probably. I'm 26. So, yeah, you're What's 32. Uh, no? No. What's 6 plus 5? Oh, no, yeah, you'd be 31. 21. That's 10 plus 9. Why are we doing math on the podcast? <laughs> so, yeah, no, right? but I, I, I don't know what you mean. No, like, literally, like, that's the goal. Like, our goal is to have a place... Not only for ourselves, but maybe like to utilize to bring other creators to that space. Because like the Eventually. mid, like like my dream too, like telling them was being able to like let's say if you have your music, we just do this podcast right after you go and you perform real quick. We have a little space for it with video, you know, and make sure that you get plugged, you know. And then it's so, like it goes it goes hand in hand where it's like you have the audio, you know, with the podcast, and you also have a performance as well. Yep. But it's just having that space to be able to kind of like now you can go straight over there. Everything's already ready to go. You have a little bit of a setup time, you know, to where you can kind of plug in your own stuff. But, yeah, I feel like having that space in general, you know, that's the plan. Yeah, I think because you've been pushing that mm -hmm. a lot. So I really I would really encourage you to go and create that space. Really, mm -hmm. like, build that out. Like, that's one of those things, like I was saying, you, you can visualize it. You can, like, it makes it that much closer to becoming what you want it to be. And you already seem to have an idea because that would be dope, mm -hmm. you know, have people come on, do, like, live performances, you know, and that that's something that's always going to be a major hit and also it's creating content that people are going to go search for look at and check out and it expands your network and it'll be dope 
and you get the space. You get to kick it right, like to have the own space mm-hmm. to just chill out and vibe. Like that's I think one of the biggest mm-hmm. things. Like when I go to the studio, it's a whole different mindset. Like I can record. I got my whole setup in like my room and everything. And um, like it's dope, it's solid. But as soon as I go in the studio, it's like, all right, we really out here. So um, yeah, I really encourage you to go mm-hmm. go out there and get that space. Yeah, because that's yeah. literally like the next step for us. It's just having that actual space, make your own space, uh, and just be like a neutral ground. So everybody has like their personal space on their homes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And everybody can just go to one spot. Yep. And just uh, create. And it makes it makes it more focused. Yeah. Because if you pull up to a spot like that, you're like, we got to do this. Yeah, right? Yeah. Like What they say, once you put it out, you know, once you put it on paper, there's no reason for you not to do it at that point? Pretty much. If it's in your head, you know, it's just in your head. But once you actually start, you know, putting pen to paper, actually say it out loud to your friends, you know, at that point, they'll be like, where was it at? You know, like. Well, I thought you said you're gonna do it. Yep, you gotta speak it into existence. Yeah, you gotta speak into existence exactly. And that's how you do it, and that's pretty much what it is. It's just that's the next fucking thing to do. Um, but I think one that will be the space. Maybe just doing the next the next show after that. Mm-hmm. Most likely, I think that will be that will be the next move. Yeah, you guys should definitely uh, check out some spots, and I'll uh, look around, holla at you guys, see if I can. Oh, find of course, yeah, right, that'd be good. Yeah, appreciate so you, man. Cool. Yeah, really cool. Doing what I do, you know, I definitely want to give back and inspire the community I come from. And other communities around the world. Um, yeah, I grew up a poor East Side San Jose kid, and uh, you know I made something out of nothing. You know, and uh, I, I'm I'm truly blessed to just be you know sitting here talking to y'all today and just really be alive and doing all the shit I get to do and you know carry on tradition and make these moves. So yeah, that's kind of just it. I don't know. I, I really just try to focus more on the positive because I've been through a lot of negative shit, a lot of bullshit in my life, mm-hmm. a lot of crazy shit in my life. Where if you focus on that, it, it's debilitating. It'll tear you down. You're just going to constantly feed off that negative energy. And you're just never going to grow. You're never going to expand. You're never going to really take that next step to be where you got to be. So, yeah, that's step a truth, time. Man. Forwards ever, backwards never. Yeah, man. So before before we start wrapping it up, what was your first impression of this guy in high school? He's a cool dude. I, I yeah? fucked with this dude. Yeah, like, you know, it was just good advice. He was cool. The homie was just like quiet, buddy. You know what I always <laughs> the to... homie was quiet. But he was respectful. Like like I say what's up, and he would be like, What's up? Or he'd say what up to me. Like it wasn't really like, you know, any awkwardness or anything. You know, just say what up. Always a cool dude. Um, I know he's a diehard Giants fan. I am too, so we definitely clicked on that because anytime we got to rock some dope gear, we'd be like, Hey, that shit's tight. So yeah, it's always been cool. Like, you know, even even Angel Man, like I'd see him all the time. Mm-hmm. He was a, he was a rocker dude at that time, but I'm also <laughs> he was a rocker dude. <laughs> I'm also like I'm a skater, right? So it's funny for me because like I come from like you know punk rock scene. I got long hair, but I also love hip hop. So it's like the mm-hmm. the two worlds. But being a skater, you like everybody. You know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter what you are, who you are. I don't give a fuck. Is you skate, you're cool, or if um, you know, or you just like their music, whatever, bro. It's, I was always in those uh, communities going to punk rock shows and other shit. So, yeah, man. I thought these two dudes were hella cool. And, uh, you know, I'm really like, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. One thing that stuck to me was we were in Coranda Cars class and somebody asked me, like, dude, why the fuck do you dress like that? So, I know I, you used to dress like a gangster kind of shit. And I. So they thought. I mean, because I wear white tees and. <laughs> no, no, no. And your response was like, oh, I dress like this so I can uh, throw people off just to when I get successful so they know that. This is just one way of dressing. Just because I dress like this doesn't mean I am. Yep. You know? Damn, bro. It just proves them wrong. I'm like, holy shit. That's something that's always kind of been like a major theme. Like, people look at me and they the perception for a lot of people is reality, right? So they mm-hmm. see me and they're like, oh, this dude's like a gangster. He got long hair. He got like the circle frame glasses. Like, people look at me like, oh, he's like a rapper. Then all of a sudden they see me in a suit going to work in a clean ass tailor made suit and they're like, Oh, like a much different approach. And how people look at you is wild because people would always doubt me, be like, oh, he's a hoodlum, he's a skater, he's all this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, but I have my master's. And they go, oh, what the fuck? Uh, oh, it, it's throwing people off and changing the narrative is always mm-hmm. something that mm-hmm. um, I'll definitely be proud of. And particularly coming out of East Side of San Jose, man, like people don't expect much, you know, out of us. So, like, mm-hmm. as shitty as that is to say, it's like, fuck no, that. No, it's actually the truth. People don't expect anything. That's the truth, man. Yeah, from like, I'm from the east side. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, like, you're from the east side. Like, you ain't going to do shit with your life. And it's like, damn, that's fucked up. And then so you just got to prove people wrong. Um, 
every step of the way. And, and that's not always easy. You know, you're going to step on toes. Some people may not like it, but hey, you got to really, uh, like I said, you got to be the change you want to see in the world. And, if, you know, you like be the representative, right? If we were to take a picture, right? If we were to take a picture right now and you were to see the picture, who would you look at first? You'd probably look at yourself, right? Representation is what matters. If you don't see yourself in the picture, then what's the point? So I always just try to encourage those, especially like the youth, you know, like they're going through some crazy times and I've been through a lot of crazy shit in my life. And I just want to give back and show them that it is possible to, to do it, do what you love and, you know, accomplish your dreams. So keep making it happen. You're right. Yeah. Shout out, shout out that, to the Joel. kids, right? Shout out to the kids. for the children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wu-Tang is for the children. Yeah, Wu-Tang. Yeah, that, I appreciate you. You already know. Wu-Tang is for the children. Killer Thoughts for the children. Yep. <laughs> Always make that reference. No one gets it. <laughs> like, yeah. Got you on that one. Yeah, right? No, but on the real, though. So what's what's your good, like, what's your go-to skate trick? If someone wants to play you in skate and you're like, hold up, like, let me go through and fucking just show up real quick. All right. I'd is say, it a Casper flip or what's up? I've done it. You know, my homie asked me to do a Casper flip. I'm going to go. I'll, I'll do one tomorrow. I'll, I'll try and do one. I haven't done one of those in a minute. I'd say for me. The number one trick, the only trick that matters in my life is to be able to do a kickflip. As long as I can kickflip for the rest of my life, I am set. Reason being, you're mobbing down the street. I've never heard anyone else say any other trick. They right. always yell, do a kickflip. Have you seen that video on YouTube where it's uh, Tony Hawk and he rolls around on yeah, the yeah. freaking car? He's like, do a kickflip. That'd be, that'd be <laughs> like a, a dream of mine. I actually ran into Eric Costin in San really? Francisco. Yeah, and I was like, do oh, a kickflip. And he had a kickflip. And then he yelled it back. And there was a list of steam in there. There was a bunch of pros like... It was a wild trip they went on, and they're just there. Oh, that's and, dope. Uh, Air costing's dope, yeah. Yeah, and I got to do a kickflip, and I was like, this is lit. I'd say kickflip for sure, because, like, that's the dope. It's the first magic trick. Yeah, right. Because you actually are flipping the board, catching it land, and it's dope. Everyone wants to see you do it. But I'd say, like, my favorite tricks, I always like fucking with people on, like, doing switch kickflips or, like, switch frontside flips. Things that, like, people don't usually mm-hmm. do. Um, just... I don't know. I just love skateboarding, man. I do yeah, right? like pretty much all the tricks. Uh, I really got back into it recently, though. Um, I've been injured a lot, so I've been skating now twenty, almost twenty three years. Oh, there we go. Nice. Yeah. So I was skating my entire life, and um, I got injured pretty bad a couple years ago. I just like destroyed my ankle. Oh and, man. Um, since then, it's just been recovery. You know, like I can skate here and there, and I have to really build up all like. Yeah, because it's all freaking, yeah, like muscle it's, memory and everything, yeah. And it's gnarly, dude. Like, skateboarding is, like, grueling on the body. So I've just been, you know, with mm-hmm. COVID, I'm just like, fuck it. I make it a point to go skate at least twice a week. Oh, there we go. And nice. so, like, one day of the week, I go do flat ground tricks and practice all the tricks, get them all dialed in. And then on, like, Sundays, go hit the skate parks and wherever. That's what I'm going to go do tomorrow. Matter of fact, I'm going to go celebrate my birthday tomorrow, August 23rd, by going skating. My favorite thing in this world to do there you go man happy early birthday too yep. homie appreciate it say yeah. who's uh who's your favorite skater that's the impossible question for me to answer i would say so, like we'll it's, do it it's, like and why is it not steve cavalero steve cavalero is that <laughs> yeah shout know, out like, to the og yes <laughs> shout out to stevie cab you know yeah, like, yeah. bro like man I, I he's definitely one of my favorites he's a san jose rep- like yeah man for real and, though and that in itself there's a lot of pro skaters out of san jose like san mm-hmm. jose is a breeding ground so i guess to the earlier thing mm-hmm. San Jose has some of the best skateboarders ever, like, have come out of here, and it's it's wild, like, like oh, shit, I'd say for mm-hmm. me, I can't really answer, like, my favorite skater, because there's so many that I was influenced by, for being involved in skateboarding since I was three years old, that shit is just, like, there's timeless, there's so many skaters, but I'd say right now, like, the skaters I really like to watch, um, Milton Martinez from Creature, he won Skater of the Year, mm-hmm. uh, that dude's fucking nuts, uh, shout out to the GX1000 homies, out in SF, they're dope as fuck, bombing hills, rest in peace, Pablo, Peace Bliff, love you, dog, um, and I like Evan Smith, Tiago, mm-hmm. they're, they're like, man, there's a, there's so many skaters that are just killing it, and even just on Instagram, bro, there's hella dope skaters, like, not even sponsored or anything, and they're mm-hmm. killing it, so, I like, I just like skateboarding in general, uh, I like pushing that, and I know when I have kids, one day, they'll be skating, because yeah, I'll right? still be skating, hell yeah. That's dope. Yep. Yeah, man. That's almost that's why I want to bring it up too. Last minute, you know, like San Jose is definitely like a big skating community. Yeah. Like especially as a kid, I a freaking I went to Brunel Intermediate and mm-hmm. Steve Caballero fucking board slided the, all the way down the rail, dude. Like that rails and we used to look bro. at that rail as kids and just be like, "Fuck, he did that." 
You know, yeah. That shit's insane. So to give you guys like some like reference here, uh, in front of MP, you know, like the super long rail, like the yeah, super yeah, yeah. long stairs. Basically, imagine board sliding that whole thing. Oh, shit. All the way down, yeah. All the way down. That's, and it's like and it's like this too. Like it's gnarly. Like that yeah. shit is no joke. Like yeah, that it was a world record at the time. Yeah, at the time it. though, yeah. Yeah, that shit's crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. So wrapping it up, you know, any any shout outs that you have, any last minute thoughts? You know Yeah, I appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Yeah, Thank I appreciate you. y'all for inviting me. You know, um gotta give a major shout out to everyone who supports me in any way, shape, or form. One love to everyone out there. Really appreciate it. Appreciate y'all for checking out this episode, the Killer Thoughts Podcast, because this shit's dope. I'm proud of y'all. And, you know, just major love to everyone. You know, um, y'all know who you are. I don't even gotta go through the list. I've given plenty of shouts throughout and even beyond, you know. Much love to everyone. And um, let's get this money, y'all. One love, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real, though. All right, Angel. Where can they find you, homie? All right, guys, you can find me on my personal handle as Angels Daily Post on Instagram and here on Killer Thoughts, and uh, that's it. Okay, awesome. What about you, Joel? Uh, you guys can find me as JRV938, every freaking platform, and here on Killer Thoughts Podcast. And one more thing, man, thank you for coming, and whenever you release your um, shirts or your albums, just let us know. We'll be glad to have you back. Sounds good. Yeah. appreciate that very yeah. much. And then how about you, homie? We'll plug, plug all your places. How can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on social media platforms at Estevan Amoroso, E-S-T-E-B-A-N-A-M-O-R-O-S-O. You could also search Mr. Amoroso, M-R dot A-M-O-R-O-S-O. Check out my music and uh, check out my clothing. Check out everything I do, the art and the life I live. And uh, follow Killer Thoughts Podcast as well. Much love to y'all. There you go. You can find me at A Ramirez 493 on basically everything. Uh, you can also find me at Closing Staff Podcast, and you can find me here with the Killer Thoughts Podcast. All right, Joel, take us out. And feel free to listen to us in any streaming uh, media. But with that being said, hey, Google, Alexa, play Killer Thoughts Podcast on Spotify. <laughs>